Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi there, and welcome to the Comedy Album Book Club, the podcast where we listen to a comedy album and then we talk about it. I'm your producer, Matt Ardill, a comedy nerd and improv student, and in addition to the album discussion, I, along with our host, actor, and comedy enthusiast, Jason DeLine, also interview members of the comedy community. Today's interview is part of our Juno series. The Juno Awards are Canada's answers to the Grammys, an annual recognition of the musical arts that started in 1970. 2019 is the second year to present the award for Best Comedy Album after a 33-year hiatus for the category. Today, I talked to Juno-nominated comedian Deborah Giovanni about their album, Lady Jazz. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the Comedy Album Book Club. Uh, today, we're chatting with Deborah DiGiovanni, um, who has been nominated for Juno for her album, Lady Jazz. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Deborah. And uh, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. Pleasure's mine. Thanks for talking to me. Thanks. Um, so uh, what was your first introduction to uh, comedy? Oh, gosh. A uh, long time ago now. I um, Really, my first introduction was, I got, it was late. Like, I never, ever thought about doing comedy. Mm-hmm. I didn't really even watch stand-up comedy. Um, I didn't like, you know, some like specials, like Robin Williams, whatever, but like not a lot. And then, you know, I went to college and realized I don't know what I'm doing. And then just like on a whim, uh, got a job at a a TV station in Toronto and then was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, okay. You know, maybe I could do something because they were really at that point. It was the nineties, my friend, a long time ago. (laughs) They were kind of, they were sort of very open to, teaching people, you know, you want to learn how to do something? You know what I mean? Like that, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. They were really open to that. And then, you know, they, I think it was just, you know, my best friend was sort of begging me to try comedy. And I don't know. And then it was just sort of like the stars aligned. Then I started thinking, okay, you know, I, they'd let me, uh, the station would let me do some on-air stuff. And I really liked mm-hmm. it. And then it just sort of, yeah, it kind of went from there. I took some improv and then I realized, no, I'd rather be alone on stage. Thank you very much. And it was just, yeah, thank you, no sharing. And then it was just, yeah, it just kind of, then it just sort of evolved into that. But it was really, like, it was truly, like, sort of about my best friend's prodding. I'm like, please go on stage. Please go on stage. Like, it was just one of those things that I was like, I can't. I, I'm not allowed to do stand-up. And, you know, I am. And here we go. <laughs> so, 19 years later, here we are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, you you've done you have your own currently have your own podcast uh, with yeah killing time with my friends killing yeah, yeah sorry killing time with that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and I mean you had uh, you've been on a bunch of podcasts I remember listening to one you did when you were still living in Toronto where you were recording your sets and and it was you oh, yeah. and. Oh yeah, um, me and I, I can't Niall, remember. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah. and and you're like you talk about the sets. 
Yeah, total request comedy. Oh my god, thank yeah. you for remembering that. That was that was so yeah. much fun. And we wrote yeah, because so yeah. the whole thing was like just to make new new uh write new jokes. So people would yeah. send yeah. topics and then we'd have to we'd sort of like challenge each other. Oh yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was really fun. Yeah. We did that for I, 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 I know yeah. I yeah, yeah. I know I sent in a couple of topics, but yeah. <laughs> something yeah they were, that they were. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's so, so yeah, so with podcasts and YouTube, I think that's made it a bit easier for young comedians or, or young potential comedians oh, to, yeah. to find oh, the world of comedy. Absolutely. I feel like, I feel like podcasts, have just, they've changed everything. I mean, now it's like, you know, people... God, they make their living, you know, just doing podcasts. And it's amazing. You yeah. know, um, one of the first podcasts sort of that I, I knew that really took off was Stop Podcasting Yourself with my friend Graham Clark and Jim uh, mm-hmm. in Vancouver. And they've been doing it for years and years, you know, and now they, they travel with it and stuff. I mean, neither of them were, you know, like new comedians, but at the same time, it's like that opportunity is there. You know, and that's yeah. lovely, you know, and especially YouTube. You know, it's funny because like when we first started doing uh, when I first started doing stand-up, me and, you know, we, the people that I started with, we, um, you know, there was always this sort of, like, this fear of, like, don't let people take your sets, don't let, you know, you don't want to, like, oh, don't, don't pull the put and now it's like, you want that, do you know what I mean? It's like, it was, yeah. it's a way to, you never turn down, oh, I'm going to record your set, you're always like, yeah, sure, great, please, you know what I mean? Because it was like, it was so, oh, you know, we don't want to burn the material. And that's just, you know, that's just so not the way it is now. Now it's like, that's how you, you know, garner fans. You know, that's how you get people to come to the show and, and see you. And because that's it, you know, it's like everything is, everything is in order to get people to come see you. You know, ass is in the seat yeah. pretty much. That's what everything you're doing is just to come see you live. Yeah. Um, now, do you have any comedians that, uh, you know, new or old, like, classic comedians or current comedians that you really consider yourself a fan of? Oh God. Yeah. Um, I, oh, yes. So many, it's, it's so funny. Cause when I moved, I've been in LA, this is the start of my sixth year in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And like, at first people were always like, Oh my God, the comedy scene in LA is so bad. And that is just not true. I mean, I've seen some of the worst comedy I've ever seen in my life here, but I've also <laughs> seen some of the best comedy I've ever seen in my life. Um, one of my yeah. all-time favorites is Beth Stelling. I love her so much. She's from, I think mm-hmm. she's from Chicago, and I've become friendly with her here. She is, oh, she's brilliant. Um, I love Chris uh, Fairbanks. I don't know if you know him, but oh my God, he makes me laugh. So he also might be from Chicago. Oh no, he's from Montana. But he is just a ridiculous, wonderful. Like it's just, I'm just surrounded by really uh, great comedians. And of course, um, who's mm-hmm. also my best friend, Zach Noe Towers. He is a wonderful, fantastic comedian. And it's just, it's just inspiring. You see so many people, and they're just, they're just inspiring. It's a, it's really hard to not want to get on stage when you live here. You know, there's just so much yeah. good comedy. And uh, yeah, it's made, like I love John Early. I love Kate Lance. I love. Um, I just found out who Catherine Cohen is. She's a New Yorker. My God, mm-hmm. she's amazing. They do a podcast. Her and her best friend Pat Regan. They do a podcast called Seek Treatment. And now Zach and I had become obsessed with them. Like I paid to go see her <laughs> like a week ago, and I haven't paid to go see comedy in probably twelve years. And I, <laughs> I paid. I bought tickets to go see her. She's that great. Wow, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, do you have a, a, a favorite album or special um, that, that... Ooh, that's a that good one. I, you know what? I haven't really... I don't watch a lot of 
specials. I really don't. Like, I sort of, like, watch people in the room that I'm performing with. I mean, the last real special that I was like, oh, I love you, was Maria Bamford's latest, which is, what is it called? Um, I can't remember. Um, the one where she starts, what is, I can't remember, where she starts in, like, just her parents, and then she ends up in a big theater. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like, uh, yeah, one she's different venue after another, yeah. and the, oh, the, the, yeah, the statue of Blueberry off her uh, side. Um, yes, she is just, uh, whatever that one is, guys, I'm sorry, we'll look it up. It, she's just, yeah. Maria has always been one of my favorites and always will be one of my favorites because she yeah. is just, she's just comedy. Like, everything she does yeah. is just like, oh, my God, she just can't stop. Yeah, we, okay. my, my wife and I just saw her last night, actually. She's oh, stop bar, it. Um, which is oh, like, amazing. Which is, like, the first time seeing her in intimate venue. Like, this is actually, oh. I think, my fourth time seeing her. Oh, yeah. It, it's, I like, just being able to, yeah, just being able to be so up close and see those expressions that she's pulling instead of like in oh, the 12th row back, like three rows back. No. You do like, need to see her. You know, you really need to see yeah. her because she is, oh uh, yeah, she's wonderful. Yeah. Um, now, mm-hmm. for you, you've done um, your first album, correct? This is actually my second album, but the first one, second I album? don't even know if it exists anymore. I, I okay. swear to God. Like it was, because it was before, you know, God, I put that out in 2009. So it was just, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It wasn't so much of like, you know, sort of a demand for albums at that point. But what was it called? Let's yeah. be honest, I think. And that was, yeah. And that was, but I was, I sold more like physical hard copies, like, you know, actual mm-hmm. CD in hand kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I haven't, I mean, that was, so that was a long time. I mean, that's a long time. Like, my God, I put this out. I actually recorded this album in 2016, and we didn't mm-hmm. put it out until 2018 for whatever reason. But it was, um, like, so now, you know, my brain, it's like, ah, it feels a little old to me because it's like, you know, but that's how we are as comedians. You know what I mean? Like, if I didn't yeah. say it yesterday, it feels old. So, yeah. And you know what what I mean? so recording this, like, uh, so you recorded it live at a club. Um, yeah. So it was, no, it was actually a theater. How did you build it? Yeah, this one was actually, it was, uh, I had gone on a uh, British Columbian tour, and I mm-hmm. was, yeah, so I was, uh, yeah, I was in the West Coast, and I worked with um, guys that I know uh, from a special thing, Records, and so they said, look it, let's do this, and I said, well, you know what, I've got this stretch of, like, I think I had, like, like probably had been, like, maybe 11 shows or something, and so then we hooked up, mm-hmm. and they came to British Columbia, and we just went through, and recorded like I think it was three shows in a row just bang 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 and this one show like the one that made the album it was just it was just one of those little dream perfect just glorious but it was nice too because I was warmed up I'd already done like you know I'd already done like probably like six shows six you know uh full shows so that kind of made it easier and this one it just it was just a one of those really good really great like we didn't have to do a lot of editing like we took out yeah. some you know some minor stuff, but it was just such, yeah, it was just such a brilliant night, such a great crowd. So it was just, it was quite easy. It was quite easy. So to be honest, I don't know why it sat on the shelf to be for, for so long. I don't know why. Cause we recorded <laughs> it in like November of 2016 and it didn't come out until Oops. April of 2018. So I don't really, I don't really, I never really got the answer on why it sat for so long, but like yeah. all those jokes now, I got to say all those jokes now, they're all, all different now. Now they're all new tags, new, you know what I mean? It's all, yeah. It just changes all the time. So wait for the next one, everyone. Okay. There'll be another one coming soon. 
Excellent. Uh, now, this is the sixth time the Junos have been awarded for Best Comedy Album. And there was yeah. a prior to wow. Ivan Decker winning last year, mm-hmm. there was like a 33-year gap. 33 like years. Like oh. Yeah, like Bob and Doug McKenzie's album. Oh <laughs> like like the, 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 the prior <laughs> winner to that. Like that, that yeah, rich. I, I was going to say. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's like them, Rich Little, and the Canadian Air Farce. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. So it's, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so That's... do you think maybe Canada's appreciating its homegrown talent a little bit more when it comes to comedy? Uh, let's hope so. Let's hope so, because it's about time, you know. I, I feel like mm. comedy struggles for respect, if you will, and I, I'd say that in North America for sure. Um, mm. But Canada, you know what I mean? It's like it's uh, – you know, the, this the, the Junos brought the the um, the category back because comedians, you know, made it happen. So you gotta love that. Yeah. You know, you gotta love that the Junos were like, yeah, we're open, we're listening, great, and they did it. You know what I mean? And they let it happen. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't yeah. think that kind of um, that kind of thing happens very often. You know what I mean? So that's pretty impressive that Canada's so open-minded that they're like, sure, great, let's do it again. And uh, so yeah. I think well, that's it, nice, and I think it's. You know, I mean, I think that's it's pretty, you know, pretty Canadian of them to be, you know, so open-minded. So it's lovely. Yeah. Like the last week with everything that went down with, you know, mm. um, just for laughs and stuff, it sounds yeah. it really feels like the Canadian comedy community is much more engaged as a as a collective, like as a community community voice than they yeah. than they have been in years. Um, yeah. So that yeah, that. You know, people are listening and paying attention. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that's exactly it too. So it's like, and that I mean, that is also a very good sign of the times, you know. So that's lovely um, that people care about hearing Canadian content, you know. So it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, if you win, what do you plan to do to celebrate? <laughs> um, oh, if I win, I'll be in Chicago. Actually, I will not unfortunately <laughs> be there, so I'll be in Chicago. So I don't know. Hey, deep dish pizza? I don't know. I'll be alone. I'll be alone in my hotel room. So I'll, I'll, gosh, I'll at least post the story on Instagram. <laughs> I really wish I could be there because, um, you know, because it'd be, it'd be fun. You know, an award show on that level. You know what I mean? And I'm a, I'm a music fan too, so it's like it, that would be really fun. I'm just saying it just didn't it just didn't work out. But uh, I will do. I don't know what I'll do. I'll do something. I'll do something for sure, for sure, to uh, to celebrate. And then you'll you'll find, you'll see it on Instagram. So I promise you. Um, now, you've had appearances on on Conan, um, mm-hmm. much much match game oh, gosh, for yeah, a while. Yeah. Um, you, you've got your own special. Um, yeah, that's just the the ice of the things that you got. It was has there ever been any moment that really stands out for you that got that that you're like, yes, this I'm I'm a comedian. Yeah, um, that's a good question. I um I would say probably the first time someone recognizes you on the street is pretty cool. Like it's really mm-hmm. that like that moment of like oh my god, you know, and that was it was for video on trial. That was such a huge part of yeah like getting me to where I am. You know what I mean? It was just like, I had no idea that it would be so popular. And it was mm-hmm. like a 12 year old girl on a bus, like literally like I was taking <laughs> a bus. I, you on that show? I was like, Oh, here, you know, it was, it was that kind of moment. But I also feel like too, um, it was also for me uh, when I did a tour, like a solo tour across Canada and just for mm-hmm. laughs, I produced it. That was really big as well. Cause it was like, yeah. 
you know, Deborah. You know what I mean? It was me with an opener. And that's, you know, that's the dream. Like one night in each city and a big theater. So that was, that really makes you go, oh, yeah, okay, this is happening. You know, it's really, I, I you know, but it was definitely a holy grail for me. Like it was definitely a real goal for me. So it was, it was yeah. wonderful to actually see that, you know, come to be and happen and, yeah, and play out. Now, um, you, like I said, you've been in LA for six years now. Uh, yeah. What's yeah. the adjustment, aside from the heat, uh, what's yeah. the biggest adjustment moving from L- from Toronto to, to LA? Well, starting over was really hard, and, and I knew it would be. Like, it wasn't, like, I wasn't kidding mm-hmm. myself and being like, oh, it's going to be a piece of cake. Like, I knew it would be hard, but, I mean, it is hard. It was really hard because it was, um, you know, when I moved here, I've been doing comedy for 14 years, right? So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a fully formed comedian. And then having that sort of, like, all credits that you just mentioned, like, nothing transferred. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was just kind of like, yeah, great. Okay, so you're, you know, you've come here from somewhere else, so was everybody else. So that was a little, mm-hmm. that very humbling, which I'm going to tell you, now I look back, like the first two years here were really hard. Um, and that moment of like, I made a mistake, I made a mistake. And, you know, now in the last three years, it's been better. Um, but I, I'll mm-hmm. say too, though, it's like, I feel like it's probably one of the best things I've done for myself is the starting over because it's just, a little humble, you know, I'm very fortunate in Canada, you know, and I am, you know, so grateful, but there is that moment where it's like, okay, you know, let's, let's, let's go back to hard. Let's go back to hustle. And I think it's necessary. You know what I mean? Like hustle really can't stop. So I, I'm grateful for it, you know? And I also, it's like, I feel like my comedy style has changed since I moved here and I'm grateful for that too. You know, it's like, I, I, I mean, this is going to be the cheesiest line ever, but I just, I fell in love with comedy all over again. You know what I mean, it's not, but it's true. I mean, it sounds like such garbage, but it's, it's absolutely true. Like, I love stand-up just as much as I, you know, when I first started. So, um, and I feel like the, the, the move really, really sort of was a part of that as well, you know? So, because, uh, you know, here you mainly only do short sets, which I also love. Um, like I love 15 minutes is oh, perfect, but you know, a lot, it's like seven to 10 minutes and that's sort of like, it's a different muscle, you know? And, um, yeah, I just, I really feel like it was, it was a really good thing for me if, if I stay here or not or whatever, but it's just, it was, yeah, it was a really, I think a beneficial, beneficial part of my career. Now there's some really awesome clubs in, in like LA, like the Largo mm. and, and, oh, yeah. and all these great rooms. Um, like mm-hmm. how is the, like you mentioned being shorter, like a lot of, you know, yeah. club, the club doing multiple sets a night. Yeah. Um, how is the LA, oh, uh, LA comedy scene different than the comedy scene that you have? Um, that's a good question. I feel like, I feel like the one major thing, which is pro- well, probably won't be a surprise to a lot of people is that, you know, there is a bit of that sort of like everything feels a little like a showcase because yeah. it is, you know what I mean? Like it, it just mm-hmm. is. And again, it sounds so ridiculous, but it's true. It's like, you never know who's in the crowd. You just, you just never know who is in the crowd that night that's waiting to get on or just watching the show. And so you never really know. It's, a, it's like kind of like, uh, which is, which is wonderful, but it's also there is a slightly, you know, a part of that that you kind of go, oh, just let me work out new material. You know what I mean? Like, there are those nights where you're just like, oh, I just want to, you know, I just want to fuck around on stage and just let's have some fun. But, and then, you know, you, sometimes you can't, you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah. Like, if you're at one of the clubs, it's always like, oh, you know what I mean? It's It's got to be, like, you know, A material. Um, but that that's really, I mean, Toronto is a wonderful comedy scene. I'm so glad I grew up there. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm really any different? No. I mean, yeah, maybe... Maybe you can get on more shows here. Oh, you know, no, this is something that I was, I find so interesting and probably um, not unique to L.A., but also unique to L.A. The locations of comedy shows is, is one of my favorite sort of running jokes about L.A., like where mm-hmm. it's like, it's almost like the weirder the location, the better the show. Like, like we're doing it at a pet store or like a haberdasher's or an ice cream shop, and they're always... Fantastic. Like when, when someone says, oh, I, I do I do a show in my backyard, you always think, oh, this is going to be terrible. And it's not. It's always brilliant. Yeah. A lot of outdoor shows and spaces that you'd be like, what do you, like my favorite show is tonight, and one of my favorite shows uh, is tonight in L.A. on Saturday night called Good Heroin, and it is in the back of a bookstore. It's in the parking lot of a bookstore in Echo Park. And it's just, it's rammed, and it's, and you're just, Sitting at the back of a bookstore, people, people while the shows on have to walk through so they can go to their cars and stuff. And it is just, it's amazing. Like anytime a location is slightly odd, say yes because it's going to be an amazing show. Now, like I guess you've done on um, this colony's shows. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one did a bach- the bachelorette party. What's the craziest sort of like most like? I can't believe something this type of like venue or or, yeah. or show that yeah. you've ever done. I had to do years and years and years ago. Um, I was booked on a like it was like a corporate, like a one nighter kind of vibe, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a because um, when I first started, people would you know book me or want to book me for Italian things, and I'm Italian, mm-hmm. but I'm you know I'm you know. Anglo, like I'm Canadian. My mother's a my mother was of British heritage, and I don't speak Italian. So I had a couple of those gigs where I would show up, and they thought I spoke Italian. And wow, I had to do a baby shower for like 150 women, Italian women, where I'd say 35% spoke English, and everyone else it was all Italian. I was just like, oh my god, it was just you know my the guy that booked it, bad booking. I thought you spoke Italian. You never asked me. If I, I mean, it was just, it was crazy. Like during my set, like someone's nona came up with like, you know, uh, you know, food, like offer, offered me, you know what I mean? She was like, eat. And I was like, no, oh, I'm trying to do a show. It was just, yeah, it was crazy. And that happened to me. That happened to me a couple of times where I would try. And then I started saying, they, you know, I don't speak Italian, right? Like I had, that had to be a part of my writer that Deborah does not speak Italian. <laughs> please don't, please don't book her. Yeah, so difficult. And yeah, I gotta do your time too. It's both like, okay, whoever's listening, go with me on this one. <laughs> um, now, if you had any advice for comedians to move to LA, uh, what yeah. would it be? I would say if you're gonna move to LA, I would say um, go early or like there's, I think there's a real sweet spot. Like, I feel like you either to like move. I think 14 years was a little too late to move to Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Unless you started comedy at like 16. But like, for me, it's like, it's, it was, it was, you know, I, I keep having those moments of like, what have I done? But I would say like, there's somewhere like around like six or seven, you know, you know who you are as a comic, you know, you've got your legs and then kind of move. I think that's probably a really good idea. Um, 
Or, you know, I mean, or like, I don't know, I was going to say, you know, it's hard to say because I'm sitting here going not, you know, 14 is too late. But, you know, it's also nice to have moved here and, you know, be a headliner and, you know, all that kind of thing. But I, w- I would still say yeah. probably the sweet spot's probably like six or seven, you know. Um, but also, you know, be be prepared for, you know, a long time. I think that my biggest, my biggest tip would be patience. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing is going to be fast. Nothing is going to be fast. I mean, if you come here and you get discovered, God bless you. Cause it just, it just, you know, that's, that's so rare now um, that it, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a waiting game. It's patience. It's like, how long can you survive that kind of thing? And um, you know, before you start getting regular stage time, getting paid for gigs, you know, doing anything. So it, it yeah. Patience. L.A. is a lot of patience. Um, and uh, have, have you comparing like different American cities or mm-hmm. like New York and Chicago? How does the like as you move your way east? How do you find the yeah. audience? Uh, how is the experience? Um, that is, I mean, New York is, New York is a totally different beast. Like New York is just like, a lot of people asked, why didn't I go to New York from Toronto? And, but I knew like I was only, I only could move once. Like I only had one move in me, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah. cause New York, then you'd have to start. Cause most people, people, everyone ends up in LA. So it's just like New Yorkers all eventually come to, uh, LA, but I feel like moving East coast, it just gets closer to my sensibilities of Toronto. You know what I mean? Like it just does. East coast is East yeah. coast, you know? So yeah, I mean, I'm going to, I'll be in Chicago when the Junas are on. I've never performed there. I'm very excited. Um, yeah, you know, so, but like I was just in Cleveland and stuff. Like, this, you know, I really feel like, I really feel like, you know, comedy is comedy is comedy. But there's definitely things that don't work outside of L.A. You know, jokes mm-hmm. that now are right because I live here that don't work outside of L.A. It's not an industry town. Even New York, it's like, like everyone in L.A. is in the industry. New York, there's like a ton of regular people. You know what I mean? It's like that aren't yeah. writers and whatever. So it's like, I think that's a little different. I think that your audiences are filled with sort of um, quote unquote normal people, normies, you know, that are, aren't an agent or aren't trying to break into the business or aren't, you know what? And I, I feel like that's, uh, as you go east, that happens a, a little bit more. But that's, that's just yeah. completely specific to Los Angeles, not California. It's just LA. So, yeah. yeah. Um. When I was last in New York, I saw Mateo Lane. Mm, yeah, he's great. I heard him sing your praises. Uh, oh, lovely. He's a good boy. Uh, but, yeah, so he's the comedy seller. And it's, I thought that sort of speaks to what you're saying. There's stuff that yeah. sometimes it's just very rude. So you see, like, you to an audience, and there's, like, obvious tourists there. And just for oh, yeah, like, yeah. Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, one of the obvious, it's like, I can see that bit really working in many other cities in that, you know, yeah. like, hey, I'm going to have, like, X amount of people here who are going to be tourists and, like, yeah. dollars to don't touch. <laughs> well, at least yeah. one of them would be Italian. And, yeah, uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. It's just <laughs> crazy. It's well, I, I, interesting how they're all a little different in each city. Absolutely. And, you know, and then tourists are a whole different thing, too. You know what I mean? It's like, that's a whole different thing because oftentimes tourists are just going for the experience of comedy, you know, and you find yeah. that more in the clubs, right? Like that are, you know, comedy fans go to different, like the comedy fans go to the Lyric or the Largo or the Satellite. Like they're the ones that go to, you know, the, the little offbeat venues, but like tourists will go to the improv or the comedy store. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, 
that's always kind of different. But in New York, it's like, I think a lot of people, you know, they, they kind of, or anywhere like that, they go for just the experience of comedy rather than being actual comedy fans. So that's a whole yeah. different thing. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's just a night out of something to do. And then, you know, cause comedy fans go to the smaller, you know, although I'm sure I'm guessing probably like for comedy seller, that's just, a, that's a whole different entity, you know, clubs, maybe uh, yeah. Caroline's would get more, uh, you know, more uh, tourists than, than the seller. Yeah, and the seller is sort of yeah, like yeah. an institution. Yeah. Whereas Caroline oh, and yeah. Broadway, it's like, that's where all yeah. the tourists are. Exactly. So it's it's right. exactly. I was going to say, it's on Broadway. It's a huge club, you know. Yeah. Very much for taking the time to, to oh, chat with us today. Pleasure um, is mine. Pleasure on, is mine. On, 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 in Chicago, and, you know, yeah. good luck with the Genos. Thank you. you. Know, hopefully, uh, you know, next time you're in Toronto, I'll be sure to come to your show. Great. Good deal. Absolutely. I'll let you know. Excellent. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Be well. You too. Thanks. Bye. My thanks to Deborah Giovanni. Make sure you subscribe to Comedy Album Book Club to listen to our other interviews and episodes. We have interviews coming up with Mace Galoni and Pat Thornton over the next two days. Plus, we just released our interview with Dave Merhegi and Shanti Morostica, as well as an episode discussing the Saturday Night Live album with the comedy legend Robin Duke, as well as Brandon Hackett of the Skechersons, and Carrie Donaldson and Ali Entwistle of Brunch, live from the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival, which is still going on. So grab your tickets for some great shows while you can. In our next album episode, we discuss Beth Stelling's Simply the Beth with Grace Smith and Ryan Hughes. Until then, I'm not Jason DeLine, but Matt Ardill. Thanks for listening to Comedy Album Book Club. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.